Welcome back, everybody, to Clone Wars Commentary. My name is Cheyenne. Joe. Rebecca. And Connor. So we have so many new guests here. Um, by so many, I mean two. Uh, Rebecca's been here before, but we obviously have a few questions for our two new guests. So Joe and Connor are joining us, and I would love to ask, Connor, when did you get into Star Wars? Uh, when I was three years old, saw um, A New Hope in the theater. Um, and then I, I remember running around like the gym in preschool with my hands <laughs> over my head pretending to be a TIE fighter. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. That wow. Is awesome. I always, picture yeah. that. Do you, guys, do you guys actually know how they do the sound effects for those? No. I, I it's, don't know. How it's I do. a. It's a <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear his version. No. Yeah, okay, no. yep, yep, yep. My Please. voice was a little bit higher back then. Surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the real the real treat was like if you were the person who was lucky enough to get to be Darth Vader that day, mm-hmm. and then instead of holding your hands above your head, you got to like angle them in a little bit. <laughs> that was the mad flex, you know, on the other preschoolers. <laughs> And also twirling off into the abyss as well. Uh, yeah, we, we omitted that part. Because <laughs> you're not a loser when you're Darth Vader. No, <laughs> Whoops. No. Okay, Joe, how about you? When did you get into Star Wars? I got into Star Wars when I was eight years old. The, though I did not watch it in order, I watched Empire Strikes Back first. What? I know, I know, but my cousin showed me the movie. And honestly, though, the, the movie did a great job of, of, you know, being a self-contained story. So, like, even, like, as a newcomer, I still, like, had a good understanding of what was happening. Even though, like, I didn't know too much about Obi-Wan until I went back and watched episode four. Wait, so, like, you just, it was just on? Like, your cousin was like, oh, I'm just watching this movie? Or they were like, I want to show you Star Wars. Let's my cousin, my, five. my cousin was like, I'm watching Star Wars. Let's start with episode five. And I was just like, okay. And we start, but we started with it and I, I still loved it. Did you they know? skip Force Awakens and just watch The Last Jedi instead? You know what? I haven't asked it that yet. That, that would be a funny question. That is not too far off. Yeah. From George Lucas, who was like, guys, I got this great idea for a space opera. Here's Let's do four, five, six, yeah. and then yeah. one, two, three. Honestly, Ryan Johnson kind of skipped four, so he can just went right in the last one as well. Oh, I, I, yeah. Adventure. I miss, I miss the year differences, you know, because there's so much more that happens, and, you know, I, I'm not for the whole happening as soon as the last movie, um, ended, you know, picking, like picking right back up. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. That's cool to know, cause I, Never really think about that very often. As far as my personal views of it, I'm just kind of like, I'm going with it. This is it. You know, I just kind of let it happen and I enjoy it. Um, but moving forward with that, like knowing, knowing kind of your preference of it all, Joe, what keeps you coming back to Star Wars? Honestly, the, the depth that the, the, the original trilogy went to, um, and then whenever I went to film school and learning more about, um, how the films and they're like basically had an impact on the entire industry. Mm-hmm. I was quite moved. And then, you know, that's like, as a, um, a cinema person, I just really liked, um, I really enjoyed the quality that goes into star Wars overall, not just the depth and, uh, the, the characters, everything, everything about star Wars just fits together so well. And I love, nice. I love it. I just, and I'm, I've always been into, 
um, big fantasies, and I'm also a huge Lord of the Rings fan. So I, you know, I can't get away from it. It's, yeah. it's too epic. Yeah. Nerdiness just consumes you. It consumes me. <laughs> it's, it's a way of life. It's not a fashion statement, people. Connor, how about you? What keeps you coming back to Star Wars? Yeah, it's just such a cool universe, you know? Um, whether you're like a prequel fan or original trilogy or sequel fan, there's, there's kind of something for everybody. Um, I grew up with it. You know, grew up watching original trilogy first and then seeing the prequels in, in the theater as like a kid. Um, growing up with like the EU and video games, like it's, it's awesome. It tells a great story. Um, I enjoy it and yeah. That's nice to know too, because like I listening to you guys, those are my two favorite questions to ask. Because like listening to people talk about why they like it and where they started is so interesting to me. Not only because I'm the youngest person in the room right now, and I'm always the baby in the room, but like I'm a prequel baby. Like I I was four when Phantom Menace came out. Oh my god! I mean, you got to see it in the theaters. Like it was like the re-release. So for everybody listening, I'm like not old. He's not like um. There's like nine. Yeah, really. Yeah, real talk. It was like the Just like ruin 
or make your work day way better. Like, leave your phone off silent during the meeting. I used to have R2D2 scream as one of my text tones, yeah. and I'd leave it off, like I would leave it on yeah. uh, while my coordinators would have meetings, and then it would go off, yeah. and, and then they would always be like, "Yo, who's got the screaming grandma for a text tone?" I'm like, "Everybody, calm down." It's R- first off, calm down. Second, it's R2D2. What? Come on. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma, check your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Just check it, please. Like. So is Jar Jar your answer? No, he's not. I, I actually think about it. I don't have to think about that. Okay. Yeah, give me a rain check. And, yeah. And, and of course. Yeah, Joe, who's your favorite character? My favorite character is far like so are we going just canon or everything. Anything okay. anywhere. Whatever your so, heart wants to say. Yeah. My heart wants to say Revan from okay. the Legends era mm-hmm. because he, he just was so complex back mm-hmm. then. But as far as the original Star Wars movies go, definitely Darth Vader. Nice. Yeah, nice. I love him. Okay, least favorite? Uh I you know, that's a tough one too, because and I can't I definitely can't say Jar Jar, because when I was a kid, I was Jar Jar Banks for lit. Halloween. I was Star Jar Binks for Halloween, so I was How did like, that work? <laughs> it was literally just a mask and like oh. just like a little. Oh my god, bringing it back, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Re- 2020. Am I, right? Am I still even you have it? Call yourself JoJo Binks. JoJo jo- jo Binks. That would be amazing. Please. Of, of all the Star Wars names, I think I think it's only you can call one. it JoJo oh. Binks. I'm t- I'm taking it. Bet. Um, so. Uh, this, my my least favorite Star Wars character, um, it, I you know that's just such a tough answer for me. I I want to say I almost want to say Anakin just because of the uh, and, and but this is because of Episode Two. They're the same person. Fight. I know, but then Darth Vader. Fight. I know, I know, but it's literally the same. But dude. but technically, but technically, Darth Vader killed Anakin, as he said in uh, Rebels. From a certain so, point of view. Point of view. <laughs> And that's why, like, it's, it's such a tough question. Um, it is. Like, it's definitely hard. I don't know if I really truly have a least favorite character right now. I'm not gonna lie, Rebecca, don't chop my head off right now, but Ezra's my least favorite character. Oh my Whoa! Have you, have you watched all the Rebels? Yeah, a couple of times. Okay. Uh, oh, you know what? I have a, I have a, a new little, answer. I'm Who a is your least favorite? Uh, whoever, uh, Dominic, um, the guy that plays as Mary from Lord of the Rings, Dominic, uh, Manigan? Monahan, yes, yes. I didn't even think his character got a Exactly! Wait, yes, he did. Yes, he did. I'm sure he did, but he had, like, two lines. He had two lines, I'm like, you're, you guys are underplaying a veteran of fantasy. Yeah. Like, come on. Right, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Oh, yeah. That's, so, so, that brings up a good point. I feel like in every trilogy, there's like one character that you're not supposed to particularly enjoy. Rose <laughs> kind of caught a lot of flack in Super Trilogy you. for not being everybody's favorite. I definitely are in the prequel trilogy. <laughs> um, it just, I don't know if anybody just doesn't like anybody from the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, my um, roommate does not like Han Solo. Ooh. Right. She does not stand. How are y'all roommates? <laughs> is it she loves Kylo Ren. Like, that's who he is. No, it's not Cindy. <laughs> so, okay, my least favorite. Um, I, I gotta go. One of my least favorite additions to the special editions, like Return of the Jedi, I don't enjoy Max Rebo, Jedi Rock. <gasps> mm. Don't enjoy it. Are you? 
Including size noodles in that? Max, you're both my baby. Don't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about the whole band? Guys, the room. Turn the really podcast on fire! Turn the mic storming out. Wait, Rebecca, come back. Like, part of that, part of the, the whole thing was like, oh wait, we can sell 3D glasses. Wait, let's make her lips pop way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My least favorite part of that that whole section though is when the guy goes ah and his like slobbers everywhere, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's not the other guy. There is a guy who's drinking cool. Yeah. Oh, God, listen, he's only... the one that I think. He's... He's the other one, Max Rebo Band. I can't remember the one that looks like a Wow. <laughs> I'll Google it. Rebecca knows everything about the Max Rebo Band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Joe, favorite lightsaber battle? Oh, jeez. Um, five. Episode five between okay. Vader and Luke. I think was the heaviest as far as um, okay, okay. like the, the impact of the story goes. Yes. But the overall grace... I really enjoy uh, the fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Okay. And okay. Episode three. Yes, of course. And quick side note, I'm going to go back to my least favorite character. Yeah. I'm going to say Ray. What the? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to cast a V for it, but you know what? It's International Women's Month. Let's play a game. If you're listening to this and you're an adult, you're 21 years old, I'm take not... a drink every time Rebecca says, turn the podcast. Right. Um, or I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take a drink every time. But just because, I don't know, I felt like she got it a little too easy where Luke got his hand cut off. I feel like she, I feel like, I feel like she could have gotten... Gun something. Lost a limb. She she could have you know some some greater impact could have happened. Okay. I think Connor agrees. It's Star Wars tradition. Yeah. It really is. You can't become really fair. powerful until you lose. I do wish Kylo. That's just any story. But she's a Palpatine, and Palpatine had both of his limbs and kept them until he died. Twice yeah, and Kylo should have got his arm cut off. Oh yeah, yeah. Technically, yeah, Kylo should have lost a limb, mm-hmm. and that would have made him much he more special. <laughs> spoiler, wow. spoiler alert. Yeah, really, listen, if they're listening to this and they haven't seen it yet, yeah. they are. Turn the pot! Alright, I'm taking a drink now. Yeah, yeah. Connor, what's your favorite lightsaber battle? Um, I was gonna play the intro for Duel of the Face. Um, oh, because, because, like, it, it's so awesome. It is really. It what an incredible uh, what an incredible fight! Yeah, mm. not that this is relevant, but that's my anthem on Tinder. <laughs> I was like, if they if they can't like love me for that, then dude, I took that fight. Yeah, Oh, it's uh, what, a, what a great fight! And okay, so all of the expanded universe stuff, or all of the like novelizations and everything, make it uh, like a much deeper, kind of like cooler fight, mm-hmm. right? Because um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are both Atari practitioners and, and Darth Maul is, is all about some Judeo and um, you know, throwing stuff around the like, wild style exactly yeah. they're very acrobatic and, and then he tires Qui-Gon and, and Obi-Wan out and then they get to the small confined space where Atari maybe isn't as useful and like, so not only is it like a spectacle and really like really cool to watch and 
you know, and John Williams is setting pianos on fire or whatever it is. Flames are bursting from the instruments. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure like seven violins were lost in the recording of it. Like there's also like really cool in-universe explanations for for what happened. So I really enjoy that. That is a beautiful explanation of that fight. Um. Okay. Joe, favorite quote. Oh, God. If you can think of one, you don't have to have one. I am your father. Nice. Beautiful <laughs> reenactment, Connor. Sergio feelings. This is so is here. Pull I'm not that great in a Star Wars fan, but here we are. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Later, I'm going to ask for a Palpatine. Not yet, but soon. <laughs> I'll be waiting. Right. <laughs> On standby. I wonder, I wonder how many people, how many people's like answers to this question have changed after the rise of prequel games. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You're just saying the rise of Skywalker, and I was like, like, like whoa, whoa, whoa! Hello there! Hello there. Oh jeez! Oh, All the memes! Yeah, All the memes! You're right! You're right! Or it'll just be what people like think of right away. Yeah, I must be Frank, Your Majesty. You know, you know what my immediate thought is is my tongue. My tongue is numb. It's not my favorite quote, but it's immediately what my brain was. Whatever they think of on the spot, and I was like, that's what you said. The moment she said that, I was like, it's because we were talking about Jar Jar. You guys caught my mind on Jar Jar. I love him. Like, I tell you what, Kylo Ren, really great with brevity, when he turns back to Ben, and then his singular line, ouch. Like, what a. Iconic. I was on that journey. Projecting into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was hanging on to every word of that. And then it was out. Oh, sorry. That was great. You're like, oh, here he is. He's right. And then he hits the thing. He's like, ouch. Actually, after the movie, I swear to God, I quoted that. Like, every five seconds, there was silence in the room with my whole family. And one of us was just like, ouch. But he said we were feeling. And it was like, imagine how many takes he had to do. When Luke had to hit his head, when Mark Hamill had to hit his head 16 <laughs> times, apparently. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I can't. Oh, is that your answer? Your no, official answer on record is ouch. No, I really want this to be. I think. I'm just going through a lot of really good ones. I was going to get Tashi Station and get some power converters. I think that's what I got to say. Yeah, you gotta say it really whiny, though. That's very important. I would go with do or do not, there is no try. That is such a wise quote, though. It is not! It literally doesn't make any sense. And it literally came and says that to Ezra in Rebels. And then Ezra's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And Kane's like, yeah, yeah, I know, you're right, but Yoda says it. Like, right! We're not wrong. You know what, though? Maybe Yoda says it, and that's also not wrong. What a great quote, honestly. But maybe Yoda said uh, chicken doggies and chalky milk. And I really don't understand that. I don't either. I don't either. It's the whole kid thing. He's so cute. But he doesn't. He likes soup. And frogs. Is there anybody that doesn't like chicken nuggets? The closest thing to that we'll get to. I guess everybody, except for like vegetarians, like chicken nuggets. Like all the people at home. Like this podcast episode. Vegetarians, you like veggie nuggets. This podcast, you like. 
are you sure this is a podcast, podcast we, we haven't said, like, like smash, smash that like button? Yeah, really. That's why I mean, like, chicken nuggies. No, that's not till the end. Basically, like as a light side Jedi, you're just you're trying to make sure that 
you know, he he stays more in tune with not being a uh, with being a big mouth droid because he he says some of the craziest stuff in the in the in the game, and I loved it. But his, his dialogue is incredible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I loved, I really enjoyed being called a meat bag. <laughs> Question: Shall I eliminate this meat bag? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Fire away, HK. Let's go. Oh, Shane, if you had to have a droid buddy, who would it be? R two. Oh yeah. Anyone would be R two, but I also like I love K two. I love K two. K two S O. I really. Like, would he be annoying? Maybe. What if he likes to fly around? No, he was pretty handy. Model. I was gonna say he was pretty handy with hand to hand. Yeah. Or at least, you know. He'll protect you from damage to a I was gonna, <laughs> Yeah. He's I, was, I was gonna say ranged combat. Yeah. But I'll take it. Wow. I just really love R2. You're so right. R2's been so my favorite since I was like yeah. a kid. He, I think Clone Wars really solidified it for me, I'm gonna be honest. Like I for a long time people would always be like, What's your favorite drawing? I'd be like and then I watch Clone Wars and he saving lives all the time no matter what and then that line the line that Anakin says to Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith no loose wire jokes right in the elevator and I'm just like oh don't don't say anything he's trying I didn't see honestly if anyone wants to fight you about how amazing Grigio is come at me he's a good boy yeah he is he's just annoying I got a funny hang. Sometimes. He's really great comedic relief. He is. No, he don't appreciate it until like, like, kind of after the fact. Yeah. He's not trying he, to be funny. He's trying to save people's lives. Yeah, and then they ignore him. And then the, the audience the, is like, ah, ah, ah. And they're like, listen. He's, <laughs> the, he's the comedic realist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He told you the odds. And this is what you did anyways. Yeah, that's fair. We just learned so much about each other. Yeah, yeah we, we have one more. I want you both to say it at the exact same time. Okay. What would your col- what color would your lightsaber be? Blue, purple. Nice. Sorry, right. that's that really end of yeah. end of interview. <laughs> Guys, have you seen the, the like? It's like a twenty or thirty second YouTube video of um, George Lucas and Samuel L. Jackson talking about lightsaber colors. I've heard about that oh, uh, on the podcast. If you haven't seen it, you gotta go watch it because it's like Samuel L. Jackson and somebody else walking up to George Lucas. Um, and, and Samuel L. Jackson asked about lightsaber colors. And he's like, hey, you know, how do lightsaber colors work? And George Lucas says, ah, you know, blue and green are the good guys, and red are the bad guys. And uh, that's just how it is. And then Samuel L. Jackson says, like, there's no purple lightsabers? And then George Lucas just kind of says, like, you're just going to be purple. And, like, Samuel Jackson was so stinking happy. Yeah, he was <laughs> very satisfied with himself. Like, listen to the camera, you know, like, it's a really good video. Wow. No, no Yours could be purple. Yeah. That's so special. He's not going to say no. That's the same. No, you can't. Too. Especially after Pulp Fiction. Oh, God. <laughs> He'd come at you with John Travolta. Oh, my gosh. So, that was our interview with Joe and Connor. You guys already met Rebecca. If you haven't, go back and listen to our episode where she talks about how much she loves size noodles and cheap Palpatine. It's great, fabulous content. It was also the first time we had ever met each other. So I just like walked up into her place of business and was like, Hi, Cheyenne, are you ready? And we sat down for a very long time. Yeah, I edited a lot of stuff because it was so long. Um, but it was really fun. Go back and get to know her if you would like. But from here on out, we are going to be talking about season seven, episode two of The Clone Wars because you're at Clone Wars Commentary. Yay! <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the title of this episode is A Distant Echo. 
and I've kind of filled them in on the way that I'm trying to get the show to go from now on, so we'll obviously start like usual with our quote from the beginning or fortune cookies. Listen, I think that's what Dave Filoni calls them, and you don't question Dave. Yeah, exactly. Um, the search for truth begins with belief. Oh, I didn't remember that was what it was. But Me neither. Wow. Yeah, so the search for truth begins with belief. Um, my question to you guys would be, and then just kind of let me know if you have an answer. Do you think this quote is literal in reference to this episode? Or do you think it's more like a theory? No, well, I mean, I think it is a theory in its nature. But um, Anakin's like, Rex, I think that you are like getting your emotions like in this and like you need to just be ready in case he's not alive and Rex is like man I just really believe that he is and then he is so I don't know how I feel about the fortune cookies um, because a lot of them are really great when they pertain to like the episode yeah. Yeah. obviously this one's great right? Rex believes that Echo's alive he believes that he's heard Echo's voice um, and and it can kind of do the Jedi thing for like once and say like, oh, you know, don't worry about it, right? Like, don't think that it's him. Don't get your hopes up too high. Um, but like at the same time, it's like general like life advice. You know, the search for truth starts with belief. Like that's not something that you really want to go tell somebody that thinks like that they shouldn't have vaccines or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like it, it can apply. Yeah, one thing without research is sure. But I think as I think as far as like getting you know having hope and you know like as far as fantasy goes, you know that's definitely been a theme, a very common theme, is that like or like the the first movie that also came to my head when I heard this quote was the Santa Claus when the elf tells. Uh, Tim yeah. Allen. Seeing is believing. Believing is seeing. Uh, when Bernard tells Santa Claus. No, 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 It's funny because they're both true. It's true. That's right. No, thank you, uh, Anyway. Sidetrack. Anyway. That's what we're here for. I think it's a general positive message, though. Like, just believe things and then, like. Have faith. Yeah. Literally everything comes back to faith, you know? Like they say in Spider-Man, um, you know, the Into the Spider-Verse, when he goes, like, you're never going to be ready to leap of faith. Like, that's just the most recent example I can think of. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's probably relevant to our, our audience is a wide verse of nerdum. Nerddom. <laughs> all the Santa Claus nerds out there. All, all, all of those Santa Claus nerds. Hey, I, I have the box set, so I'm in it. Really? I'm that is right. I love those movies. Love Christmas. I've seen I love Christmas, Christmas with my whole heart. heart. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I should have, like, if Nightmare Before Christmas had multiple. Uh, because that's my. They, they always talk about doing a sequel or like, yeah, but I don't hate that. But I love, and I love the way that it already is. The way it already is is so good. I've heard. I would hate that too. Uh, I, 
It's a classic that's like by itself. I want like, like a side story, like the other trees that he like. I feel like I feel like a live action. Halloween one. Let me see. Well, we are in the turkey. Yeah. I think a live action nightmare. So every single every single skeleton has been a Jack Skellington cameo. Exactly. Right. That's it. He had one of those. Very often. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. The search with truth. Yep. Nice. That's yes. what it is. Uh, you also mentioned something Connor like really good about. We see Anakin be a Jedi for the first time. Kind of like see him have those tendencies, and I really think that does speak a lot to it. When I was doing my research on what season seven was supposed to be, and like. They, they changed up some up some of the, of the animation. animation. Fun, Fun fact, fact, Mace Windu has eyelashes in this season. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so proud of before. Mace Windu. And <laughs> one of the... Yeah. Of course. Yeah, but like... Tell me you don't think that you're going to the same place to get your eyelashes and eyebrows done, of course not. That's besides the point. Uh, but Anakin also got like remade to be more of what he looks like in Revenge of the Sith. And I think that that's really not just like the look, but I think it's so important that he shows his Jedi tendencies because like he is a good Jedi. But it's also funny because he's showing more Jedi tendencies as he's moving closer to becoming a Sith Lord. Right. Like he's being he's doing so much better at like what his role is, and yet the inside of him is not. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Like he's. A whole, a whole mask, mask is on the front, front. Um, and we, we don't. We, we all know that something is tearing him up inside, but they would never know. Mm-hmm. So, are we moving? So, are we moving into the episode? We are moving into the episode. Into the episode. Yes. About? Yes. 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 yes, yes, go for it. Um, yeah. yeah, talking about Anakin sort of displaying Jedi, Jedi tendencies and that's super exciting. I thought it was stinking awesome how. Uh, Rex, Rex was, was covering for oh, Anakin. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, I had to take like a quick phone call or whatever. You had to like check the ship for yeah. yeah. guns or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 he was totally, totally yeah. obedient. All right. So, but, but you know what was really interesting was uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. Like Obi Wan, like knew. He yeah, absolutely knew. Yeah. And um, I, I, I feel like Obi Wan wanted to help. Anakin and, and wanted to help him do that because he had sort of a similar relationship with, with, with the Duchess mm-hmm. and um, speaks, speaks a lot to like their relationship to where, where Obi-Wan is trying to continue to espouse like Jedi ideals. ideals. He's kind of like the ultimate uh, Jedi, Jedi in, in that sense. sense. But, yeah. um, but also Anakin was kind of closed off to him right? because he didn't want to let Obi-Wan know that hey, yeah, this is yeah. like this is actually... I'm not going to confirm or deny. Yeah, exactly. I my wife. And, and like, like you saw that in his eyes too. Like after, after he, after Obi Wan said, said it, for those of you that 
hopefully, hopefully you've already seen it at this point, but he's like, did you at least tell Padme I said hello? Which, like, yeah. nice. Yeah. But then, like, Anakin's reaction, he, like, smirks, but then, like, looks a little, like, and then he's, like, he gets frustrated. It's, like, so many quick little moments. Which is, like, just proof of what's going on inside his brain. Which kind of, yeah, I was gonna say, which kind of sucks, because, like, I know, I know I didn't answer any of the interview questions, questions but Anakin is definitely one of my top five favorite characters. And, like, I I think for that reason, for specifically for what he has to deal with and where he goes and where he falls back to, um, I, I do clump Anakin and Vader sometimes. Um, well, we're saved him. Yeah, and I was just like, it's so hard to, like, watch him go through this. Because even though we've seen Phantom Menace and Attack of Clones and Revenge of the Sith, like... It's it's, it's like, like you said, like the years in between, like, like it's, it's all kind of empty for us <laughs> until we see stuff like this, and it really like brings it all together for me, which is why I love Clone Wars, which is why we're here. Yeah, flushes out the details. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Red Letter Media critique of like the Star Wars Episode One and Episode Two, everybody really liked those for a while because they were. Really, really interesting in pointing out all the things that we were uncomfortable with about the prequels. One of the things that it points out is. When, when, when Anakin and Obi Wan are hopping off the ship somewhere, it's like, ah, oh, you know, I haven't felt too this nervous since we hopped off that, or we fell into that Gundark nest. And, like, wait, wait that, that sounds like a really cool story. story. Like, like, Clone Wars gives you yeah. all of those really cool yeah. stories, right? That's, that's like why I love Rogue One so much. Same, yeah, because it's like a story. And, like, you start watching Rogue One, and you're like, these guys are all going to die. Yes. And I know they're going to die, but, like, it's an awesome story, right? And it fills in just, like, a really cool part of the Star Wars universe. I'm not going to lie. When I first sat down to watch Rogue One, I was so excited, but I was like, I don't know if I'm going to care about these people. And my mom was like, well, why wouldn't you? And I was like, because they're going to die. And she was like, what? And I was like, Mom, do you know what this movie's about? And she's like, Oh, you're, oh, you're right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I had that whole realization literally in the theater. Like, I wasn't, it wasn't sitting with me at all until I went and sat down. Like, so, crap. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, moving on to kind of another sad part. I hate to do this, but this, I mean, this episode's kind of sad as a whole. So, like, Obi-Wan expresses his concern for Anakin in an offhand way in that moment. And Anakin openly expresses his concern for Rex and Rex's attachment to Echo. Um, and I guess, I guess I'm not going to do a good explanation of this, but Echo is one of the Domino Squad, Domino Squad members that Rex originally trained with and was part of forever. Recruited them to be arc troopers. Yeah. Helped them develop their careers. That sounds so real world, but, but, they, but he did. And, um, they obviously all became friends. Like the clones are very close. They call each other brothers because they are. They're clones of each other. Um, but I think that it's so. Again, going back to Anakin, like I think it's so important that we see that he is acknowledging attachment as a thing. You know, like for so long, like Obi Wan's already warning him about it, and everybody's warning him about it. He's warning himself about it. He's like, I'm not supposed to have attachments. Oh well, I love you so much. And Padme at some point falls into the oh well, I love you so much. Like. We're accepting it, and then uh, he's now seeing it from that point. The uh, arena scene in Genesis. Yeah, oh, some man. really gross lines. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Here we are. Truly. Hey, so, 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 so deeply. More about, truly, yeah, truly, deeply. Deeply. Love you. It's like yeah. that, that sound artist song. Right. I can just start playing. Let's talk about the change in Anakin between early Clone Wars seasons and, mm-hmm. and then the season seven Anakin that we've seen thus far. Yeah. Yeah. Like early Clone Wars seasons, 
mechanic is like, hey, there's like two dudes behind enemy lines, so like I'm just gonna go force push all of them, and we're gonna save them. It's gonna be great. Yeah. And that's the thing that everyone's pissed about it, and but then he doesn't, and everybody's like, ooh, Walker, yeah. Yeah. You know, or the the scene comes to mind when when they're in the in the Starfighters and they're trying to cut off General Grievous when he's in the. The malevolence, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, "Oh yeah, all the clones will be fine. Like we'll go and do this, and we can get this done, and we can save all these people, and it'll be great." Mm-hmm. Uh, and love the ship at the same time. So like, there's that Anakin, and then by the time we see him in this one, he's like, "Yo, Rex, like I know that this is our brother, right? This is Echo, and I know that we love him, and I know that you're attached to him, but like, you know, just be prepared. You know? I think we can do it, but like, let's just be prepared. You know, he's just a little bit more cautious, a little bit more reserved, and a little bit more aware of." Of kind of the, the risks and odds that he's facing. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really love that because, like, like I said, with the movies we've seen it, but like I never, I never took it into account, you know, before because the movie was all I had. Yeah. Um, so now knowing what Anakin's like in the beginning and knowing what he's like now and knowing what he's like in the movie and where it turns to, it it truly even speaks back to uh, George's whole purpose of writing these. He's like, well, I wrote the first three, and you got to see what happened with this man in a big black suit, but you don't even know that it's a man in there um, until the very end. And I wanted to tell the story of Anakin Skywalker. And I was like, well, they took that and ran with it. And, like, it's really cool that we get to see not every little detail, but a lot more. But then there's nothing else like it either. Like, even something like Harry Potter, they try to do fantastic pieces, and, like, it's not... People aren't as invested in it because it's not characters that we, like, know... I mean... They're referenced and, like, obviously we're but getting more of the older story, but, like, yeah, like, it's not characters that we're, like, so attached to already for right. years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, like, for decades, decades yeah. of our lives, too. Yeah. Like, we've cared about these characters, you know? Yeah. You gotta work on that relationship. Man. <laughs> we're getting real, like, deep. Um, okay, so my kind of other question relevant to not just Anakin, but... Obi Wan, mm-hmm. the, the difference and changes development of Obi Wan since the beginning of Clone Wars. I know we don't see too much of him in that episode, I don't think. Um, but like from what we did see, how do you guys feel about Obi Wan's development? Well, he's got Darth Maul to deal with, so that's been that's been a little fun for him mm-hmm. <laughs> watching that arc uh, develop. But um, I don't have too much to say. <laughs> I haven't watched watch straight from, from like, like season six to season seven, so, so, so I haven't thought about it too much for Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in my full rewatch, I'm still still in season two. Sure, me and Summer are watching. So yeah, I I don't think that he he's so even healed that like we we don't see much. I think it's pretty much just him like fighting Anakin along the last six yeah. seasons. Yeah. You know? It really is. If I had to pick a second favorite character in Star Wars, it's definitely going to Obi Wan because he is Yoda is the Jedi Grandmaster, but Obi Wan is like the Jedi that everybody is trying to be like. Yeah, the even kill, heal, no attachments. You know, his, yeah, his, his best friend or his, his master dies. He he has to kill or thinks he kills his his apprentice and his best friend. You know, his lover dies, and through all these different things, he, yeah. he stays kind of true to the ideals forever. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how maybe his relationship with Anakin plays out during the rest of the Clone Wars right. this season. Um, it's going to get, like, 
Like, like strained. Right, because right, we know, yeah, yeah, how we know that he knows, knows about Padme, or, or is at least suspicious about Padme. Yeah, and then once, once we get to Revenge of the Sith, like we know that it's you know, Anakin's the, the father of Padme's kids. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't think I'm wrong, but I don't think he really even because the last couple episodes of season six are mostly about like Yoda, Yoda and Ahsoka and Anakin. Yeah. So, so, I mean, there's, there's not, not too much Obi Wan in all of Clone Wars. Not, not really outside of. Yeah, yeah you're right. Sure. Again. Yeah. But again, yeah. that's, that's why. Yeah. Like, Clone Wars is a lot about Anakin's story arc because that's, that's the one that's. Sorry, the one. Interesting, interesting because, because Anakin or Obi Wan just is so, like, even. Yeah. Like, not that much. Like, like that's. that's a, I love that we get the Satine storyline because it kind of fleshes him out a little bit more. But, like, that's the character that he is. That's the void that he fills. Like, he's this, like, Epitome of a Jedi, safety net, like, yeah. you know, yeah. everything's gonna go right. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big safety net. No, yeah. I, I do love, love that about him, that he's a big safety net. Right. I always count on him for something. Correct, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, you know, he's always gonna say the right thing or do the right thing. Or, or always have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. And I love James Arnold Taylor. Okay, so less of the the meat of it and more of, like, the fun random things in it. So I pulled up a picture in case you guys didn't remember, but uh, the flying battle droids. Oh, those were pretty interesting designs. I was very much. They, like, had, like, like wing claws. And then those had their guns on them. Those had their blasters on them. Those were, like, there's insects here. Is that what that they were talking about? And they're just, like... I think, I think that's what they, they might have been, been talking, talking about. People, because there's people on the list. <laughs> they look like bugs. No, <laughs> they get attacked by those things. Okay, that's probably that. Uh, they're called D-wing droids, and like, I'll be honest, I really wasn't paying so much attention to episode two that like I didn't realize they even existed until episode three. Um. But like, yeah, that's really good episode two. Yeah. I don't know I that I've ever because like yeah. the flying droids in early sort of episode one time they were called like Valkyrie droids or something like that. Yeah, there was a droid type. Yeah, but like they don't even have like hand blasters. They just have those little crazy arms, and their arms when they run look like this. And they just like they're also kind of like just as dumb as regular battle droids. Which like why wouldn't they be? But, but it's, it's so interesting, interesting that, like, the, the tech develops. But, like, B2s don't, don't talk, you know? You know? I need to find, find out what, what like, the insect is. Are you looking at what the insect is? Uh, I don't know what he's looking at. They also have, like, bats on this. So maybe that's Perkle people. I don't have glasses on. This is also not, like, a great image. But the Perkle people, the people that, like, live on the planet... Look, look like bugs, bugs. Yeah, and the things that they ride look like bats. Oh, okay. So like <clears throat> a plethora of things. A plethora of insect like creatures. Yeah, on this planet. Um, Our eyes, you know what I thought was funny was um, all of the non B2 battle droids, very similar, like just personalities. Mm-hmm. So you know, Anakin force pushes one off the balcony and it starts falling down and it's like, I think they're I think they're funny in Clone Wars, but I don't I just don't take them seriously. Yeah, I think that was that's and my and, big issue. Is I, really, because, I think they're funny, but I'm also like meh. And it's because of their little voice change, which you know, whenever they went from episode two to episode three, and you hear that voice change, it's like what? <laughs> when did it go from Roger Roger to in the day? Yeah, that's hilarious. I used to say Roger Roger as a kid all the time, just like I also said excuse me all the time. Um, <laughs> so your, your favorite, favorite episode of Clone Force 99? Mm. Oh, good question. 
Wait, Wait a, a great, great name, name for the Clone Force. Yeah. Uh, I don't like know if the, you bat, about that the Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. yeah, we haven't even, we haven't even touched yeah, it. Yeah, well, Summer well. and I talked about it in the first one a little bit. Um, our, so our first episode of season seven, Summer and I really just went over the Bad Batch and who they were. We didn't talk too much about the story because we were like, it's mostly establishment, so like, let's just establish the characters. So we kind of talked about that. I would definitely have to say that Tech is probably my favorite. Yes! He's my favorite too. He's so cute! He's so precious. And like, I just love like nerdy men. Like, yes! They're the best. You know? That's, that's accurate. They're always like accountable and. What do you guys think? actually think about all the situation. Like, it, from, from their, their perspective, perspective, they're they're, they're the, the the bad batch that can come in and win any mission, can knock anything out, can call them the regs. Yeah. So, so like they call everybody else the regs. What do you think they think about? Rex, Rex trying, trying to come in and save Echo, Echo. Yeah. and then you know, General Skywalker the guy. To be fair, like they are such a tight-knit team and they know that they make 100% because they work so well together. Yeah. So I wonder if that's why they're so supportive of Rex. In, like, but they, they don't necessarily not say that they're... Right, I was going to say, they make comments. Yeah, but they're also just kind of like, we don't know. They don't know Echo. You know, like they don't get that they also have the same relationship. They think that they're the only clones that can have that kind of relationship. Yes, yeah. and then I also think that they are just like, they're, they're their own mission. Like, they're, their they're emotional attachment's not going to get there. So, so is it just another mission to them? Like, what do they actually work? And, and, and will they start to give a crap? Like, will they start to really care? That would be a good... This is where development comes in. More episodes. This one... So I know that we're not even on episode three right now, but like, this one says that episode four is supposed to be called Unfinished Business? Ooh. Question mark? That's, that's what it says here. It says unfinished business is an unfinished episode. Um, so I don't know if they are finishing it for this for episode four, um, or if it's supposed to be an unfinished episode of this arc. Because I think the first four is just supposed to be the arc of them. How many episodes are this season? I don't know. I have no idea. Because the show isn't even back yet. Yeah, it's going to be off. I heard that they're going to. They had a season eight planned. That's, That's a, a very, very large rumor. rumor. I cannot confirm or deny. But they said um, this is the final season. Yeah, yeah but I'm wondering if they took season eight, eight and were like and smushed it all in one. You know? Oh, so, so maybe. Be, I, thought I thought it was only like, like 18 episodes or something. There's supposed to be 12, 12 episodes of season seven. seven. I was going to say, it seems short. Maybe they're doing three sets of four. Doing, I don't know how long our arc is going to be for yeah. each of those. Because they definitely things are different different from whatever the last plans were before. Right, right. I, I thought we were supposed to say like the whole Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. And Or 66. And Ahsoka. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. So excited. I'm so excited to see the the other perspectives because that's the point. You know, it's just it's, it's such, such a good time, time to be a Star Wars fan. It really is. Mm. Like, regardless of your feelings on Old Sheev and the Secret Trilogy and Shulk, it's such a great time. time. Really, really cool content and stuff is coming out. Yeah, it really is. I love it. so much. That's why we're all here. As much as I grill episode nine, I'm definitely like, yeah, no, they're keeping it relevant. Sure. Because even though we got episode nine in 2019, we also got the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And we love the Mandalorian. Yeah. I love both. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I'm, I'm, y'all, I'm just that, that I'm just that Star Wars fan though. I sit, I could sit surrounded by anything that they wanted to give me and I'd be like, all right, I'm just in a state of pure bliss. 
Yeah. 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 Really. Okay. okay well, that's, that's really, really it for episode two. two unless you guys have any other thoughts, I can't really. Well, do you think that Echo's like himself? That's a good question. Um, I've already seen episode three, so I don't really want to start. I don't want to. Time on that, so you guys know. Echo is actually Neo from the Matrix now. Yeah. So, so the runner that haven't seen episode three yet. But that was my thought at the end. It was just like, I don't know. Is he like, is he himself? But like, is he like mentally okay? Oh, he's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's gonna be alright. I feel confident. Yeah, we'll see. Let's find. If he's not, I'm gonna cry. So like, wait, wait, who's your favorite? And it's the one with the longer hair. I can't remember. Uh, no, I'm talking like OG clones. Oh, you're talking about the OGs. Okay, well, you like No, he likes Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that? Okay. I was going to say. He feels like Rambo. It's definitely not. Rambo's a big one. Hunter is the one. Oh, Hunter. Oh, oh, oh. It's definitely Rambo. It's absolutely Rambo. We're going to dub him as Rambo now. But no, he's definitely been my favorite just because of his look and then the fact that he's got a little vibrate knife. Oh, God. I love it. Very Rambo-esque. I feel bad for Fives, you know? Like, Fives is such a story. His story was so cool. Sad. But, like, cool. And then he's got to be Rex. Yeah. We stand Rex in this household. In our shared household. The house of Rex. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, well, I think that's, that's it for episode, episode two. two. Um, I'll, I'll be back, back with the same fabulous team of people for episode three, because um, watch party it is. Uh, but these will be coming out on two separate weeks, so keep an eye out next week for episode three. We are going to go around the room and tell everybody where they can find you on social media if you would like to. You do not have to. You can just be like, pass. Um... But I'll go ahead and start with the main channel of everything. If you guys would like to um, visit Castle Run Weekly, you can go to castlerunweekly.com. Um, we have book reviews, blog posts, and our podcast episodes. And then keep an eye on the YouTube channel because something special is coming. And then uh, Kessel, at Castle Run Weekly on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also find me, Cheyenne, at cjerica on Instagram and at cjerica95 on Twitter. You can visit my blog at cheyennehoover.wordpress.com for Star Wars Sundays. Almost, Almost every Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> has not done that for 2020 at all. Um, but I have lots of other things on there. Lots of movie reviews as of late. Um, Star Wars Sunday will start back soon. Joe, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, that wizard Joe. You can also find me on Twitter if you really want, though I barely check Twitter. And my last name is Bass for all of you that really, really want to know. One of so, the best buds. <laughs> 
So if you really want to find me on Facebook, you're more than welcome to. Nice. Rebecca? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. It's at rebhoff29. Um, like, follow, subscribe, and buy me sexy Captain Rex shirts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice advertising. That was like a solid call to action. It really I know. was. I call upon the fans. It's just going to be your back and closing all that. I can't wait to see how much. And Connor doesn't really use social media. Yeah, I don't, I don't have social media, That's but fine. you can definitely add me on LinkedIn. Uh, nice. You, yeah. Yes. Does that count as social professional media? Professional connection. It's wow. per- yeah, like yeah. that's the most professional people, of all the handles that we've even media. announced. Sure. Yeah. yeah maybe if people you guys, really like you and find you professional, yeah. and they're like, we want this guy to be a professional. Well, maybe that's a bad idea. Don't add me on LinkedIn. If you guys have questions or comments for Connor, you can reach out to probably any of the three of us, but uh, myself, Cheyenne at C Jericho on Instagram, and I will pass the information on to him. Um, if you're really that passionate about it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to go visit us on all of those other random things that I just listed. And have a wonderful rest of your day, and may the Force be with you. Always.